You're listening to an artist interview from Chirp Radio. You can find more interviews at chirpradio.org slash podcasts. Maddie G from Chirp Radio. I'm here today with Hard Sim. Thank you so much for spending time with us today. We're really excited to have you. Thanks, Matt. It's great to be here. Your album, A Layer of Topsoil, was just released this past June. Can you tell us a little bit about that project? Yeah, so the album had kind of been germinating for many years at this point. I want to say that the first couple of songs were written around 2014, 2015, um, which was back when I was just coming off of the tail end of a project called Slurps Up. We've been doing kind of like a queer punk two-piece for a couple of years. Um, And I wanted to transition to something a little softer, a little bit more kind of reflective and, uh, and introspective. But it came at just a really bad time where I was feeling extremely jaded with what we were doing. I didn't understand why we were playing music or who we were playing it for. So those songs kind of um, fell by the wayside. Um, Forgot about them, never really recorded them. And then just spent six or seven years away from music, just not thinking about it at all, doing completely different stuff. I got really deep into computer programming, which is what I do professionally these days, and was pretty distracted by that for a while. And then around early 2019, I started to get an itch again to work on music. I, I felt like I finally had something that I wanted to say to an audience. And I, I knew that I wanted to kind of refocus this project around the personal relationships that that we had built as a band and, and slopes up. So started writing more, started arranging those old songs, really started planning for like a group effort that would be this album that would kind of be like our comeback album as a full band. Um, and then the pandemic hit which was terrible for a lot of reasons. Um, One of them was that the record wound up being entirely a solo record. It was just recorded at home um, using what instruments and software I had available to me. So I think in the end, you know, I'm happy with it. I think it's a particular type of document of a very solitary year. Um, And I like that that is reflected in the sound and the songwriting of the album, but it's also kind of bittersweet that, I really didn't get to make what I wanted to make. I think a lot of people feel that way about this past year. I really wanted to make something that was oriented around my friends and uh, the people who I wanted to collaborate closely with. Um, so that's what a layer of topsoil is. I think it's, you know, a child that uh, that I birthed that I feel somewhat ambivalent about, but the process of kind of introducing it to my friends, bringing together a band and, and playing it together has been really cathartic in a way I had hoped for. So it seems like, you know, growing up here in Chicago, you have a true love for the city. Um, is there a lot of of that love portrayed with this record? Oh, that's a really good question. You know, I do love Chicago very much. I think it's hard to find a Chicagoan who doesn't love Chicago. Um, I was very deeply shaped by the city and the people who make music in it. But I don't really think of it as a particularly Chicago record. I think a big part of that comes from what feels to me like the way I was disconnected from other people during the lead up to, and then ultimately the recording of this album. 
um, both when I was kind of on hiatus from music and then during the pandemic when I was physically separated from other people. So in, in a weird way, you know, I wish it were a Chicago record, but I don't know if I would put it there. I think if somebody looks at this and sees a very Chicago record, I would love to talk to them about that and hear what that means to them and why they hear that in the music. And even if the record isn't truly um, Chicago influenced, I, I know a lot of your other work kind of is that um, you're, you're doing with computers and it looks like from your Twitter, you've got a couple of programs and things that really are city focused and community focused. Totally. So for the past seven years, really, I've spent a lot of time in the civic tech community in Chicago thinking about how particularly web technology can be used to better empower citizens to foster democracy and, and justice in the city. So that has played out through my work with a company called DataMade, um, some folks I really love and admire. Um, also, I would say on a smaller scale, a project like Mellow Bike Map, which is a little website I maintain that helps give safe and comfortable bike directions in the city, kind of like an antidote to Google Maps that gives you safe and chill bike routes instead of bike routes that lead you onto Milwaukee Avenue and other really heavily trafficked streets. Um, so I think Chicago plays very heavily in my engagement with the world, definitely via technology. I think if you do wind up following me on Twitter, um, I tweet very little about music and a lot about municipal politics and biking in the city. Um, I would say from a musical perspective too, I feel like Chicago has influenced me much more in the way that I think about um, organizing and creating social spaces than musically. Um, I think, you know, again, thinking about a person like Shelby Turner, who has spent a decade organizing shows in various DIY spaces in Chicago. I think that kind of like can do ethic with very little investment in, you know, certainly local social standing, but then also the like BMF of the music industry writ large is something that I really respect um, that kind of raised me in a sense and it's an ethic that I that I try to pursue. But the way they speak it always seems to leave you lacking when you write yourself a song at least a Kind of already mentioned some about the process of making the album. Um, are there any specific artists or musical influences that really helped inspire some of this work you made? Yeah, it was kind of coming from a weird place. I mean, I was coming from seven years of not really engaging in local music at all. I think before that, I had been really deeply involved in playing DIY shows in Chicago. And really, there were a lot of artists that I loved and would go see very regularly. Um, so, you know, I think I was shaped as an artist by folks like um, Shelby Turner, who has performed as Richard Album uh, for the past decade or so, but currently is on hiatus after having a baby, which is amazing. Uh, and Jessica Risker, who performs as Deadbeat. Um, so I would say seven years ago, I was really deeply influenced by the 
uh, songwriting and the performance of those folks and the kind of micro scene that they had created around them. But then I spent this seven year period not really engaging with local music at all and sort of listening to, you know, what I might consider like corporate music, uh, but not very deeply. It just wasn't really a big part of my life. So it felt like for writing the second half of this album for kind of the half of the songs that weren't written in 2014 and 2015, I was reaching much deeper into kind of like the music I grew up with, which was much more kind of traditional indie pop from the 90s and early aughts, which is a style of music that I love. I think it's a style of music that is a little bit out of fashion right now in a way that's maybe productive. Um, So I was interested more in melody, which I think uh, has historically been a focus of indie pop. I was thinking about artists like Belle and Sebastian, really thinking about the way that Stuart Murdoch writes songs, thinking about growing up with Simon and Garfunkel and and Paul Simon's way of writing Um, and, and trying to think like, you know, how can I bring that sense of melody and and lyrical cleverness back in a way that feels, you know, if not on trend, then um, somewhat timeless or in a way that, that uh, can kind of break through this fashion cycle that we have in music. So I don't really think I accomplished that very well. Um, I don't think it's, it's rare to fully execute on a creative vision that you have, I think, but I think the end result of it is an album that is interesting musically, particularly from, a melodic and lyrical standpoint. So I'm, I'm happy with where we landed there. Yeah, I can definitely see a lot of that influence there as well. I'm probably most intrigued by the song Lonely Starbucks Lovers, just from a first <laughs> listen. Is sure. it a coincidence that that song title matches the commonly misheard lyrics from a Taylor Swift song? Yes, that is really good. I did you? I Nobody has really picked that out to me. Uh, so I'm glad that you noticed that. Uh, it is. That was written shortly after that song came out, which really dates me and and dates that song too. Um, but I misheard that lyric for a long time. Um, I thought it was a really interesting mishearing of the lyric. I think you know, Monda Greens and other types of misheard lyrics are fascinating from like a technical perspective as a songwriter. It's interesting to try to think about why they happen and how you can avoid them. But I think they're also just like thematically interesting because they can lead you down interpretive paths that are in some sense entirely invented in your brain, but then that are also really valid, right? Because when art enters the world, it kind of belongs to everyone and the intent doesn't matter so much. Um, So yes, it is uh, spinning off of that misheard Taylor Swift lyric, thinking about kind of misinterpretation as a wider category of, of social connection and then trying to think about, you know, how does that play out on the internet, which is a, a place where misinterpretation is sort of the communicative standard. If I knew you in high school, I would have been cooler than I am today. Spent a long time feeling like a total fake. Wonderful. Well, thank you so, so much for taking the time to chat with us today. Thanks so much, Matt, for taking the time. Um, I'm always interested to hear what folks think of the music, so you should definitely reach out to me on Twitter if you have thoughts. Uh, And if you check out Mellow Bike Map, also love talking to users about that, too. So please just get in touch and let me know what you think.
This has been an artist interview from Chirp Radio. You can find more interviews at chirpradio.org slash podcasts.